Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind listener mail. My name is Robert Lamb. And my name is Joe McCormick, and it's uh, Monday, the day of each week that we read back messages from the Stuff to Blow Your Mind mailbag. I almost said it was Saturday. It's it's not. Um, today is listener mail. If you have never gotten in touch with us before, why not give it a try? You can reach us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Uh, whatever you want to send is fine. We always appreciate feedback to recent episodes or series on the show, uh, especially if you have something interesting you would like to add to a topic we've talked about. And we have some messages of exactly that sort uh, today. Let's see, Rob, do you mind if I kick things off with this message from Emil? Oh, by all means. It was a good one. So this is in response to our series on diamonds, specifically the episode about whether diamonds or diamond powder are poisonous if ingested. Emil says, hi, greetings from Emil from uh, in Norway, former victim of beaver shout. Now, Rob, <laughs> does this mean that I, this same listener got in touch before to, to tell us about drinking a beaver based liquor? I believe that might be the case. Um, I can do a quick search and see. Yes, I can confirm. We have a we've we've heard from a few different emails over the over the 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 uh, well the years here. I'm sure, uh, but yes, this would be the same individual who wrote in about beaver shop. This is a liquor in, infused, I believe, with glands from a beaver. Yes. <laughs> mm, mm. Okay, Emil says, regarding your episodes on diamonds, I would like to add a thought on the subject of their purported dangers to the human intestines. In my work as a dentist, 
I use diamond-coated burrs and drills for most routine procedures. It's well known that these instruments will dull greatly over time due to the abrasive diamonds dislodging from the instrument's surface. Of course, we try to minimize any swallowing of the contaminated coolant water spray, but it is inevitable that a few of these diamonds are inadvertently ingested by the patient. Also worth mentioning is that these micro-diamonds are specifically designed with sharpness in in mind. This is probably of no consequence due to the minuscule amounts, but I think that this is something that was probably considered at some point in the manufacturing process, since medical instruments go through some of the most rigorous safety trials before entering the market. Fingers crossed I have not caused too many gastrointestinally derived deaths in my career. As always, thank you for your fantastic work. Best regards, Emil. Well, thanks, Emil, for the message. Uh, this is a great point about diamond powder and diamond coatings being used in dental equipment. In fact, this is something I had read mentioned in, uh, I think, at least one of the sources we talked about, but it never came up in the episode. Uh, but yeah, it does seem that diamonds are used for coating on drill bits and stuff, and also in polishing pastes that could end up in people's mouths and be swallowed. And I would assume that there's some kind of research to determine that they could be used safely in the dentistry context where, you know, it is likely that patients will end up swallowing them. So I did a quick search for materials on these uh, on this subject, and I found a handful of industrial chemical safety uh, data sheets put out by companies that sell diamond powder products, uh, especially in the dentistry context. There is some variation, but most of the hazard indications say that diamond powders are considered an abrasive, that they may cause irritation to skin or eyes, or if inhaled, but that they are not considered acutely toxic. Uh, one of them listed diamond powder as non-hazardous to health, but still recommended contact contacting a doctor or poison control center immediately if swallowed, which seemed contradictory. Um, so I don't know, maybe just like out of an abundance of caution, some of these sheets will say that about anything that you swallow. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, after reading a bunch of these, um, like industrial product safety sheets, the impression I'm left with is the same as the impression I had before reading them, which is that modern sources, even those with skin in the game, on the whole suggests there's really not much to worry about from ingesting diamond powder, but I still don't know what the direct evidence is to support the belief that they're safe. And, you know, I couldn't find anything saying like, you know, here's the study that shows, you know, you, you feed rats diamond powder and they're fine. Right. But I, I guess to future-proof things in case some sort of a, a weird pseudoscientific fad comes along, uh, don't consume diamond dust. Just don't do it. Right. Like we've been saying, there's uh, just let's, let's just let, you can you can avoid this problem entirely. It certainly wouldn't consume it on purpose. But at the same time, based on everything I've read there, I, I can't detect that there's likely anything to worry about from the occasional piece of a dental drill, you know, coming off microscopically and you end up mm -hmm. swallowing it by accident. Exactly. All right. We also heard from Steve on this subject. Steve writes in and says, hello, Robert and Joe. In your recent series about diamonds, you examined the, a very old question, is diamond poisonous? Though there is no evidence the material is chemically toxic, you wisely recommend against ingesting it. I know many people who work with all kinds of fiberglass filler, like Bondo, the dust from which 
uh, can become airborne and get stuck in the lungs. It's not good when that happens. Even though pure diamond powder is not chemically toxic, it is quite sharp and unlikely to disintegrate. If one were to inhale this product in the process of handling it repeatedly, assuming it was not mixed into a paste or other medium to prevent inhalation, which of course reminds us of stuff we talked about with um, you know cracking diamonds using some sort of a paste or even goat's blood potentially, mm-hmm. um, but he continues, the mechanical damage it would reap upon lung tissue is not pleasant to ponder. In all probability, inhaled diamond dust would lacerate lung tissue, causing internal bleeding, basically diamond silicosis. There is no cure for silicosis, only symptom-slash-pain mitigation measures. I found one study that explored the use of diamond dust in conjunction with cobalt, which is chemically toxic, and it seems to focus on the chemical dangers posed by cobalt. It does not provide decisive information on the danger or dangers of having diamond dust in one's lungs by itself. That said, no one should, tr- should, give, should try to give themselves a case of diamond lung. No bueno. Thank you for your commitment to placing contemporary science in a variety of historic, esoteric, macabre contexts. The podcast is wonderful, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Uh, yeah, I'd say the same thing. Even if uh, diamond powder is not known to be toxic in a particular context, probably it just, you know, uh, prima facie does not seem like a, it would be a good idea to breathe a lot of dust, uh, airborne diamond particles. Especially since you, you just don't want to be breathing a lot of, uh, you know, tiny pulverized rock particles of, of any kind, as far as I'm aware. Okay, on the subject of rat kings, Chris got in touch to say, Good day! I wanted to add one more rat king to the collection. The incredible D&D show Dimension 20 has a season taking place in New York City, and one of the boss enemies was a hive-minded rat king living in the sewers. Mm-hmm. Search Dimension 20 Rat King should have its artwork as the first result. Best wishes, Chris. Uh, I don't know this show, but I did look it up, and I like the artwork. It is rats all bunched together in the shape of sort of a big dinosaur wearing a crown so yeah thumbs up uh, search results also produced other strange looking things apparently from the same show including pizza rat and something called sexy rat hmm okay well i'm not going to search for that third one but, <laughs> but this does look cool i'm not familiar with the show either but um, i'll have to ask some of my uh, uh fellow dungeons and dragons players in, in my dungeons and dragons group because Uh, I think a few of them follow some of these shows, and I hear great things about them. Mm. All right, this next one comes to us from Megan. This is a response to one of our October episodes about shadows. Megan writes, hey, guys, I'm a few months behind in the podcast and recently listened to your Where the Shadows Lie episodes. I wanted to drop you a note about the children's fantasy book series Seventh Tower by Garth Nix that prominently features some magical shadows. The premise is that the only known population of humanity lives in a vast castle under a permanently darkened sky, and the chosen among them are magic users that are ranked by the colors of the rainbow. When they're of age, the chosen travel to a parallel world of strange and dangerous creatures, and each captures a creature that replaces their natural shadow back in their homeworld. These spirit shadows become magical servants made of a sort of solid, mutable shadow substance that can protect or attack humans and other spirit shadows. 
Later in the series, we meet another population of humans who scorn and fear those who have changed shadows. The story reminds me of your discussion of mythical wizards who were said to lose their natural shadows to the devil in exchange for great powers and who could be identified by the uncanniness of their shadows. Anyway, my son and I are finding this series a great read, and I won't go into more details that spoil the mystery of the plot. Thanks for all you do. Megan. You know, I don't think I am familiar with this particular author and work, but um, I'm going to have to look into this one because my son uh, consumes a lot of books of this nature. Uh, and this one looks like it could be it could be really fun. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Rob, as the uh, the local host with allergies here, they sent you some of their nasal spray to treat your allergies. What was your experience like? Yeah, that's right. I always wrestle with the pollen a bit when it rolls in during the spring. So they sent me the little uh, nasal spray. I tried out the product and yeah, it sure did help me get on top of my symptoms for the day. And it's so fast acting, uh, it was already kicking in before I left the house. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription-strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can get Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use this directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI, and Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI in revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey. Okay, uh, I think we should do a couple of messages about Weird House Cinema. I'm going to start with this message from Lee, who has written in a bunch of times before. Lee says, hello, Rob, Joe, and JJ. Just listen to the Apple Weird House episode. I waited until after watching. All I can say is, wow, definitely (laughs) weird. Anyway, wanted to know your thoughts regarding the BIM acronym. Now, we talked about this a lot in the episode, how the movie just starts assaulting you with the term BIM. The very first song is all about the the subject of BIM, how BIM is on the way and maybe it's the only way, but there's no previous explanation for what BIM is. Uh, Lee is giving the answer here. Lee says it is an acronym for Boogalo International Music. The head of this company is named Mr. Boogalo. Yeah, yeah. This one was this was hard for me to reflect on because having seen the movie before, I don't remember how my what kind of confusion I had initially. But at some point, I picked up on this and went into rewatching it, knowing this already. Uh, but to your point, like they don't they don't really do anything to establish this. No, and certainly not in, I think they do maybe say it later in the movie, uh, but like I didn't realize what BIM meant until I like went to the Wikipedia page for the movie and it specified that BIM was the acronym. Mm-hmm. Lee's message goes on. While it's pretty easy to get from viewing the film front and center on the building exterior prior to the atrium scenes, if you happened uh, to not view the film, maybe not. Boogalo music was referenced late in the episode, but otherwise no mention of it. Just curious if this was an oversight or intentional omission. Hmm, Lee, I don't quite know how to answer that, but I think as we discussed a bit in the episode, I I did want to uh, help the listener occupy that state of confusion that I felt while watching the movie and not knowing what BIM meant, which I was a pleasing state of confusion to be in. <laughs> You know, like it kind of took the magic away when I saw that it what it stood for. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the great things about uh, so many of these films. It's like when there is accidental mystery uh, in, a, in a film, it, it creates room for the imagination to fill in the blanks. And uh, I, I often enjoy that. Now, another thing that happens in uh, in the Apple is that later in the film, we get a couple of totally out of nowhere characters, both played by the actor Joss Ackland. Mm-hmm. Uh, in one sense, he plays a sort of wizard-like uh, hippie cult leader. I don't, I don't know about cult. He, he's the hippie, the leader of the hippie group, the hippies who live in the cave underneath the bridge. And then he also plays God, who shows up at the end to to rescue everyone. A.K.A. Mr. Big. Mr. Tops. Mr. Tops, right. Not Mr. Big. Mr. Not, Tops. Not yes. Bird Eye Gordon. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, we, we just recorded our episode, uh, our, our latest Weird House episode. So I've got I've got Bird Eye Gordon uh, on the brain. Sorry. OK, anyway, uh, with this in mind, Lee's message goes on. Also, throwing back many episodes, would Joss Ackland be a candidate for Tom Bombadil? Absolutely. He would have mm. he would have made a good Tom Bombadil now that you mention it. A wonderful suggestion. Yeah. Great singing voice. So, yeah. Yeah. I can just hear it in his voice now. The hey, don't marry doll. Let's see. You know, his blue as jacket is and his boots are yellow. He's a he's a merry fellow. Uh, some some kind of verse about Fatty Lumpkin, the pony. It, yeah, I, I this, this is a great suggestion, Lee. Um, Lee says, Ackland was cast as Perone in Evita, so he's a baritone. Just a thought. Love the podcast and the weekly Weird House Dose. Sincerely, Lee. 
Uh, thank you, Lee. Excellent piece of listener mail. All right. This next one comes to us from another Rob. Rob says, hi, Robert and Joe. While listening to this Weird House Cinema episode, I could not stop thinking about Devo and the Energy Dome hats. Is Bim a stand-in for Whippet? Perhaps the apple is a cautionary tale to Mark Mothersbaugh and the rest of Devo about the risk of making a deal with Satan. For me, this added another layer of craziness to what was already a pretty wild movie. Have a great day, guys. Rob. Now, I, I like the frequency Rob is on here, but I, uh, I'm i not quite sure I understand. You know more about Devo than I do, I think, Rob. Can you decode for me? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm not a, uh, you know, super Devo fan. I, I appreciate Devo. I did own an Energy Dome hat for a spell, um, <laughs> but uh, an official one, mind you. But um, I mean, yeah, I mean, Devo's energy is, is, is weird and wonderful. And, you know, it's not unrelated to the Apple, you know. Those energy dome hats would have fit well uh, in the uh, costuming that we see in the Apple. I agree. You can just imagine people in uh, in Mr. Bugalo's apartment, like the hanging out with the lawyers and stuff, wearing those hats. Absolutely. I will say real quick, I don't think we've watched a film that was scored by Mark Mothersbaugh uh, on Weird House Cinema, but he is frequently someone whose work I admire in more recent contemporary films because uh, he works a lot and he can, contributes uh, compositions to all sorts of TV and film project, projects. And on more than one occasion, I've been like, oh, this is this sounds pretty good. Who, who did this? And then I'll, you know pull out my phone, go to IMDb. And of course, it's Mark's, Mark Mothersbaugh. So uh, not surprising at all. He did. I, I'm just looking at his filmography on his wiki. Apparently, he did the theme to the 1991 Super Mario World TV show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're they're not all winners in this filmography. He works a lot, but uh, like one that comes up is Thor Ragnarok. And I remember that was one specifically. I was watching Thor Ragnarok, which I greatly enjoyed about halfway through rewatching it with my son right now. Uh, he hadn't had not seen it before. Uh, great all around. Uh, but yeah, there are moments in that where initially I was like, yeah, this music's pretty great. And I've got to look up who it, who's behind it. And yeah, it's Mark. Ooh, though, it, <laughs> I just saw he apparently did music for, I forgot this existed, the like year, roughly year 2000 live action Rocky and Bullwinkle movies starring <laughs> Rene Russo as Natasha and Jason Alexander as Boris. Uh, looks like it also had Robert De Niro and Randy Quaid. All right. I had kind of forgotten that this existed. Um, I, I might have dismissed it as a dream, <laughs> but uh, now I know. Ebert gave it three out of four stars. <laughs> all right. All right. Maybe there's something there. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to go ahead and call this episode, but uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you have thoughts on past, present, and future episodes of Stuff to Blow Your Mind or Weird House Cinema or anything in the Stuff to Blow Your Mind feed, write in. We'd love to hear from you. If you have uh, just general feedback, you know, what sort of episodes you'd like to hear. If you have feedbacks on anything from like advertising to I don't know what, this is the best way to get in touch with us is to email us with your thoughts, your comments, your feedback, your criticism, whatever it happens to be. Uh, we're happy to hear from you. Um, just a reminder that Listener Mail airs on Mondays, core episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, short form on Wednesday, and on Fridays we set aside most serious concerns to just talk about a weird movie on Weird House Cinema. Huge thanks, as always, to our excellent audio producer, J.J. Posway. If you would like to get in touch with us with feedback on this episode or any other, to suggest a topic for the future, or just to say hello, you can email us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com.
Stuff to Blow Your Mind is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 